Amen. Good morning. I, I love that little spontaneous chorus that came out when we were singing. Your goodness is running after. I don't deserve it, but it's your nature, Father. That's the freedom. Religion is one message, one message only. Try harder. It's not the message of the kingdom. The message of the kingdom is you have a good father. And um, I just, it, it feels to me as though the father has just gathered the clouds of his love over you this morning and he's just showering down wanting to fill your cup and your lamp and I pray this morning that you would just receive just receive from him and um, you don't have to prove anything to him this morning you are perfectly loved you don't have to prove anything this morning you can just uh, come sit on the seat of rest and learn to be with Him and learn to enjoy Him. And um, I've got a couple of things I feel I want to share, but I won't be long. We'll just pull back into that, into that secret place. I woke up this morning with, I woke up actually this morning with, I was singing that by the Spirit of Adoption. I cry, Abba, Father. I felt the Lord wanting to go there. It feels like He, he even though this house is very established in the, in the revelation of a good Father, I felt. He wanting to establish this house even in a greater way in the revelation of the goodness. The good Father, the goodness of God. You know those areas in your life where there's fear and anxiety, it's those areas that still need to come into the revelation that is good. You don't have to fear. And um, I believe He's going to minister to, to people this morning and oh, I was so diligent this morning up at five and making notes and and Emily uh, actually threw me a little bit off course when he just came up and said, but there's no worship. So we, we actually didn't have anything planned to worship with in the beginning. So it was just out of the heart. And um, maybe I want to start with this. Face to face has always been his idea. It's not the desire of man. It's the, the desire in the very center of the heart of your father. Face to face was his idea. And he is more committed to this thing than you are. I've realized with the Lord so many times, you know, just hold on to him. You realize when you hold on to him for a very long time, it's not you that's doing the holding on. He's committed to this. He's committed to see you right through to the end. However much of a desire is within your heart for intimacy and fellowship with Him and the desire to see and behold, it doesn't compare, doesn't even come close to the flame of longing in His heart for intimacy, for fellowship with you. It's actually real simple. We, We have a deaconess back home and she was going through a wilderness. We all go through wilderness seasons, don't we? I've realized it's really the gift of the Lord. There's treasures hidden in those seasons that shapes us and changes us, changes us forever. But she was going through a wilderness where God just seemed far. 
it just seemed distant. She just couldn't connect with his heart. And I mean, we were praying with her. We were talking. We were all doing all those things. And we were sitting around the kitchen table late one night. And, and we're like, we don't know what to say. She's just struggling. And I, and I got this idea. I said, you know what, Delia? You know what you need to do? You need to go back home. Just go put on the piano. Go sit there. Open your heart and just spend time with him. You know that the Lord is faithful. He's a rewarder of those who seek him. If you seek me, you will find me. If you draw near, I will draw near. I said to you, maybe it's a good idea to just go sit at the piano and just start playing. Just open your heart and sing to your father. I have a feeling he might come and surprise you. Because what you really need is not another key. You need an encounter. You need to see him for who he is. You need to, you, your heart needs to touch his. Be touched by his. And so he said goodnight. And she left early, early morning. I heard my phone. Long little message. A little, a little voice came through all the tears saying, I found him or he found me. I'm not sure how it worked. And she said, I was sitting at the piano and an old song, an old chorus came to mind. And she said, I started singing to him, all I want is you. And she said, she just sang over and again and again and again. All I want is you. 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 In hope that somewhere he would just climb into that little chorus and grab a heart. And she said, I was just pouring out my heart and suddenly I felt him in the room. I felt him next to me. And I just started singing it softer because I was expecting for maybe he will speak. And she said, I don't know how to describe it. And in none, neither will you. But you know those times when you've heard the Lord speak, but you're not sure how it works. But you know that you've heard his voice. And she said, he spoke to me. I was singing that. All I want is you. All I want is you. And then he whispered and he said, Delia, she paused and he said to her, do you know what? I said it first. I said it first. She just melted in his presence. I was trying to explain to my little boy a couple of weeks ago, just something of the heart of the father. And, um, so I was sitting on the couch with him and, I, and I was, his name is Gilan and, and the little one was next to him as well. Now I'm trying to explain something. I said, Gilan, where did you begin? And he looked at me like, am I joking? It was of course. He said to me, it was the, the day mommy gave birth to me. And I said to him, it's, it's not really where you begin. You were born that day, because, but you actually began years and years ago in my heart. And your birth that day was simply a product of you being here all those years. I said to him, it's the same with Abba. Our existence didn't begin with our birth, didn't begin with your birth. It began in eternity when there was a longing inside him to include another in their fellowship. You've been eternally inside and there's been this longing for fellowship and communion in your father's heart towards you. We, how do we understand these things? And I wrote down some verses just in case you don't believe me. 
Jeremiah 31, 3, you know that I have loved you with an everlasting love and I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. I have loved you with an everlasting love and I know he's speaking to Israel's son, but it just shows something of his nature that that love didn't begin when you came out of the womb. Eternally. Jeremiah 1.5 Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. You've been loved eternally. He wants this more than you. this more than you and I felt something in my heart to share with you because I spoke to, to Ems and you guys are on a beautiful journey and um, I know you're on a journey of, of um, stepping into, into the deeper places of intimacy with the Lord and can I just speak from my heart I feel like I don't want to go to these things can I do that I think it was Tozer that said, you know, the most important thing about us is what comes into our minds when we think about God. Your revelation of who He is will determine the depth and level of your intimacy. You have to see Him rightly. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will come and reveal the very nature, the true nature of God to you this morning in a way that you've not seen Him or felt Him or encountered Him. One of the questions I asked, like, probably a year ago, the Lord sent me on this journey. I was, what was God like before anything created? What was He like? What were they doing before anything made? And it sounds very theological, right? But the answer is actually so simple. Jesus tells us in John 17 precisely what God is like and what God has been doing all eternity. Ah, John 17, 24. Jesus is speaking to His Father. He's praying. He said, Father, I desire... Ta, 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 ta. And then he goes, because you have loved me before the foundation of the world. Jesus is saying, this is what God eternally is like. And that is what he's been doing eternally. Jesus is saying, eternally he's been a father. And that father eternally has been loving a son. That's his nature. Before he created, before he healed before he was, he was master, before he was Lord, before all these things, he was a father loving a son. That's his nature. And all the other glories and excellencies and beauties of God, the things we marvel at, his lordship, his, the king of kings, his majesty, his, all those things sprouts forth from that very fountain. The fact that he is a father. You see, fathering is not a quality within God's nature. It's the very thing that gives birth to all the other qualities. It was a father loving a son. And I love Jesus. In, in, I think it's John 17. This is eternal life. What is eternal life? That you may know him. And then Jesus goes a verse further and he says this incredible stuff. He says that the Father has given me authority to give this eternal life. What is the eternal life that Jesus is speaking of? He's saying that the 
eternal life is knowing God. And I have been given authority to bring you into that eternal life. It's very simple. Because through the blood of Jesus, this is how He made a way that Jesus now in Him is calling us to share and partake in His Sonship with the Father. The intimacy that He's had eternally, we're not sharing in that. We too are standing face to face. We too are fueled by the Father's life. In John 15, you John 15, you know the John 15, oh, the vine, the abiding in me. Jesus, as the Father has loved me, I have loved you. Remain in my love. Jesus is connecting the disciple to the source of this love. He's saying, my Father is the source of all of this. You have to have a revelation of Him as Abba, as Father. When the disciples came to Jesus, teach us how to pray, like John. With these disciples. Jesus didn't give them a little little pattern or rhyme or immediately connected them to the Father. So when you see when you see me praying, it's the Father. The source of all that is good. The Father. You have to have a revelation of this. Good Father, if you want to step into the deep waters of intimacy. For me, it's the key. And I know I'm bringing it very lopsided to the one side. But I didn't feel this morning I should tension it. Sometimes we just have to talk about His good and just feast on it without trying to anchor it on the other side. But... I've heard this a couple of times. I don't know why. You know, when we talk about the love of God, in most every conversation I have with someone, when I talk about the love of my Father, they would say, but just remember He's holy too. As if holiness is the cold side of God. When holiness is, is the, it's the fullness of this love. And I always say to guys, Tremble at the Lord's holiness. Isn't His kindness a trembling matter too? He is love. And He wants to bring you into a deeper and deeper revelation of this love. Fruitful intimacy is not determined by you trying harder. Trying harder to be a better Christian. Trying harder to be a better son. No, no, fruitful intimacy is determined by the depth of your hiddenness in Him, by how deeply you are rooted in His love. I'm almost coming to a close because I feel the Lord wants to minister. But you notice I'm a dad of three, and some of you have. Fanyelas al omas in opposition, eh? And he's by a kind of second I have the privilege to be here. I'm a dad of three. A 10-year-old little girl, a 7-year-old boy, and a 4-year-old terrorist. <laughs> he's like, but I love him. He's, he's a passionate boy. 
You know, the one thing I've noticed with my kids and throughout my day, I constantly hear this, Daddy, look. Daddy, look. And it's either to look at something that they're drawing or something that they're doing or the boys playing at the backyard, hanging with all their muscles and just look. You know what I've realized? They're not really looking to see whether we're looking. They're actually looking to see whether we are enjoying. How many times I've sat in conversations with sons and daughters that's struggling to break through into intimacy and the more they talk, the more I realize that here's the key. They are disconnected from that reality that they are being enjoyed by a father with a glad heart. A father that is so happy that they are there. Disconnected from that. Just cloud of shame. I've got to try harder to please him. And when I, when I get that step, when I go there, if I, I kill my flesh and I get there, then though he will be pleased with me. May he come and save us of that religion. Maybe become a people that understand that sanctification at the very root of that is love. And the first thing I wanted to give you a key into intimacy, first key, the revelation that He's good, that He eternally has loved another, that it makes His heart happy, glad to include you in His fellowship. To have another next to Him. That you are not a mistake. That He has eternally wanted you. And that He's more committed to this journey than you are. He's relentless in His pursuit. David said, The loving kindness of the Lord is ever before me. I go down this path and I see His love. I go down that path and I see His love. And I run there and I see His love. He just doesn't leave me alone. His goodness is running after. And of course we don't deserve it, but it's His nature. He's good. And He's full of love. Full of passion. Full of warm emotion. He's not cold. And He's not angry. When you look at Him, you'll see a smile. I remember Dion and Kim who actually planted this church when it was still Living Stones. Dion is now, and he's with us in the congregation Sunday. The first time I met Dion, he's been years in ministry. I sat him down and I said, Dion, if you had to preach your last preach in the earth, this is what you leave behind. What will you say? And I was, he looked at me and I thought like some very, very deep theological exposition will come. And he said to me, Murph, I'll gather as many as I can to tell them, learn to live under the smile of the Father. And all these sons and daughters I'm sitting with that struggling in their walk with God. First, first point of conversation is these two things. Learn to enjoy Him. And allow yourself to come into the enjoyment of being enjoyed by Him. Because you will not trust if you don't believe the very core of your heart that you are enjoyed by Him will not come close until you realize that he's overwhelmed by you that's the mystery 
Am I giving you now license to sin? No. I actually believe with all my heart that fear is not a great motivator for change. Temporary change, yes. Oh, but until love climbs behind the wheel. You know what a son, my, my sons, my daughter, they, they grow up knowing I love them with all my heart. I mean, all your kids do. How many times have you said to them, I love you? But more than that, I don't want them to only know that I love them. I want them to know that the way they are now is I like them. Do you, do you think he likes you the way you are? There's the core problem with your breakthrough. You can't sit on the seat of beloved identity. I was thinking about it on when did we come? Th Friday night. Friday we had Tommy and I was sitting I was actually speaking to you and something came to me. I remembered something here. I remembered years ago the Lord was teaching me his nature and his heart and and um that his banner over me is love. And I wanted to so please him, so work hard for him. You know? And, um, and he shifted my thinking slightly from doing things for him to doing things with him. And that if there's a desire for you to do things for him, more than that there's a desire to simply be with him, you need to recheck your heart. Because it's actually out of the overflow, right? And, and I was standing there, I was processing these things. It was... Years ago, actually, I think it was in this building. And the Lord, a simple picture, the Lord gave me a little picture of, of, of Gilan, my middle boy. He just, he loves to work with tools. And so obviously, we give him the plastic tools, you know. And he's got this little tool set. And whenever I would fix something at the house, which I'm not good at, he would just push pause. He would shout, don't start without me. And then he would run to his room and he'd get his little, his little tool belt. And then he will come with his little tool belt. And he's not doing something apart from me. He's like, oh, yeah, no, you, I need to work. He's busy too. And, and I've just realized to relax and it's slow, right? He's actually more in the way than what he's helping. He's not helping at all. But I just don't want to do what I'm doing if he's not there. I sometimes think it's the same with us. I think we mourn the way. But his heart is not to get the job done. His heart is for connection. And if it takes a little bit longer because you're, you're here you're doing your thing, the joy of that father is like, I could spend this whole day and not fix it, but just because I get to do it with you. It changes everything. What's your revelation kind and good disciplines those he loves he's a father who tests he's all these things but it sprouts forth from that overwhelming goodness source of love and life Paul had a great picture you know Paul I said to him when he plays I struggle to sing I just like, I want to drink from Jesus when he sings, or when he plays it. We drove back from the gathering yesterday, and he said that morning he had a picture. He was doing push-ups in the room. I could hear him. <laughs> and, 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 they, 
they have these Jack Russells, like another level of energy. But this one is very affectionate. He said, as he was doing push-ups, oh, he's sweating and everything, you know. This little Jack Russell wouldn't leave him alone. It was Riley, right? Just Baxter. Baxter would come underneath him and like be in his neck and kiss him and lick and just, and he, just, he realized he won't get this Baxter away. So he's just doing push-up and he's just here kissing and, and snuggling and playing and, and, uh, and, and as that is busy happening, Paul, am I telling it right? The Lord said to him, that's what I want. I want you to come in and snuggle, kiss me. And I will draw near and kiss you. That's the, that's the word that Jesus uses in John 4, right? That a time will come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Proskineer to draw near and kiss like a dog licking his master's hand. Snuggling in and kissing. So that's what I want. Performance. Not robotic Christianity. That's death. If you lose the wonder of who He is, if you get disconnected from that heart of love, this is what happens. You lose wonder. When you lose wonder, you slip into robotic Christianity where you just do the right thing for the right reason. Once you are in the robotic Christianity phase, you slip into compromise and then you slip into sin. Because your heart was made to engage that level of intimacy, beauty, wonder, and glory. You remain before His face, and that was Emsley said. You remain before His face, and you're changed. You look at Him, and the things just, just goes. And I wanted to talk to you about community, actually. The second key into breaking through intimacy with community. And I'll just leave you with suspense. And maybe when I come back in a year, we can pick it up again. <laughs> you know what's beautiful? God gave birth to Adam. And he said, everything is good. And then he looked at Adam and he said, Adam, this is not good. And I know there's a lot of theology around that. I'm not a theologian. But I believe with all my heart the reason when he looked at Adam alone and he said, this is not good. It's not because he was thinking Adam would be alone. It was because Adam wasn't representing his nature well alone. Because God eternally has been community. He's been a father, son, and the spirit. You're not representing me well alone, Adam. They can't see me when they look at you alone. I am community. I'm fellowship. And then I'm, I'm jumping, yeah, the church is born in the book of Acts. And they, they, they're waiting and the Spirit comes and indwells, falls of them, falls them. Now there's this new species in the earth. God has found a resting place in man. They're born again, they're filled. And what is the, what is the first instinct of this new species, this new the church they do what their father has been doing eternally what is that community if you read acts 2 42 47 go just highlight together all were together they it's, there's never a singular it's they they ate together came together the very nature of that first species that first was towards one another just like their father 
That's how the church expresses the nature of God. The first thing is that we are bent towards one another in love. And I have, I've really found my, my alone times with God at the piano is amazing. But it can, can never touch the depth of where we can go together. And I'm not even talking about our time singing. I'm talking about just our bend towards one another in love and serving and being together and eating together and worshipping together and trusting together and praying together and crying together and laughing together, being the church. It's a great key to unlock intimacy with Him in a deeper way. But I won't go further into that. Maybe we should just land on the, the revelation of a good Father that enjoys you and loves you. That he wants you to come in and snuggle. He wants you to come in and get lost in his embrace. He wants to lift the burden, the lies that you're not good enough. Your disappointment. He wants to come and release you from the lie that when you try harder, you'll be satisfied. How many have been serving the years for the Lord for years? I mean, how many have really tried hard? It leads you to an empty place. By faith through the working of grace. What I mean by try hard is that when your flesh is trying to. I really do believe God wants to take this house into a very deep, 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 deep place in the river. This year will be known as the year of intimacy. Signs and wonders, healings will occur here regularly. It will be just an overflow that will flow from here to the other, to the other, to the other. I really see the Lord is filling this lamp with oil. And I feel like you've been on a journey. I've not been in this house with worship, but I feel like, I feel like God has been on a journey with you into deeper places in worship and in the Spirit. And I feel like the Lord is saying that's where you should go in this season now. You need to learn to drink and receive so that the overflow may come. You have, you have heard the Lord when He spoke. And I feel like the Lord is saying, continue in this vein. Go towards my face and you will see my hand moving powerfully. Go towards my face, you will see my hand moving powerfully. Being rooted and grounded in love will be vital for the season. Feel the Spirit of God wants to really take you deeper, root and ground you in that. I feel like the enemy has set his gaze on marriages. And I feel like the Lord is encouraging closer accountability and vulnerability. Because the word of the Lord over this is victory. victory. He's going to teach this house not only to go towards victory, but it's going to teach this house to walk in victory. And I hear the Lord is saying, this is a special house. I'm calling it the house of my glory. The house of my glory. I love you. I feel there's some men here today in 
Somehow shame has got its fingers in your heart to such a degree you, you feel like you've hit a wall. There's no growth anymore in the Lord. But God wants to break through into your life. I believe His glory is going to fill this place right now in a tangible way as you open your heart. We just do that just where you are. Just open your heart. see the Lord just filling this place with His presence, His love. I want you to just, just receive, let Him fill. Let Him come close. For a couple of moments, just let him touch you. Just feel we don't need, we shouldn't rush right now, just where you are. But just open your spirit. on the seat called Beloved. Climb into His embrace right now. but I want you to enjoy just enjoy him oh come Holy Spirit just move breathe on us Father's love come connect our hearts to this revelation of your goodness that our eyes will be bright and our songs will be loud. Good Father. Oh, yes, Lord. for joy Lord joy fill them with joy oh fill them with joy it's his joy to satisfy
you just stand and just lift your hands and just start ministering to his heart just sing to him he's beautiful and glorious and holy just where you are just lift your hands and just lift your voices it's just ministering to the Lord in the spirit mm-hmm. oh. 